movements of a rabbit, a fox, or a stoat, hidden in the undergrowth. Joe. It was a week, more than a week since Joe had been. She did not lose track of time so easily now as in those first weeks, when morning and night, Monday and Friday and all the hours between them, had been shuffled together, and with no purpose to any of them. The donkey brayed again, hearing her and she called back to it softly, no longer startled. Why had Ben bought a donkey? Leading it home, with a soft rope tied around its ulcerated neck, a present for her, and for himself too, he had said, something living, to belong to them. He had found it tied up with a great leather collar and chain, to a tree by the roadside beyond Long Thicket, and owned by a tinker who was glad enough to sell it for a pound, and the cheese, boiled eggs and beer that Ben had with him in his bag. The animal had looked at them out of dead eyes that day, and its coat was scabbed and dull. It had shuffled down the path into the meadow, and then stood, only stood, unaware of its new freedom from the collar and chain, and perhaps afraid of it also, afraid of the great expanse of grass. For days it had stood like that, close up to the fence, and when Ruth had taken down water or hay, it had not touched them. Then, after a few days, had bent its head to the bucket only when she had gone out of sight, back into the cottage. It had taken weeks, weeks of patience and gentleness, of speaking to the animal as she came down the path, of daring to put a hand for a second or two on the coarse, sore neck. At the beginning they had given no name to it. Ben had gone down the garden and only called out, Here, donkey, or boy. It was Joe who had said Balaam, and gone and found the Bible and the story of Balaam's ass, which saw an angel and spoke to it in a human voice. Ben had said no. Balaam was the man. His donkey had not had a name. But then they had all of them looked down towards the meadow, and seen the animal shambling off a little distance from the fence, head up, ears pricked forward, beginning to explore. And at once it had seemed right, the only possible name. Balaam. Though Dora Bryce had sneered at them when she heard it, and her husband said it was blasphemy, Ruth was unsurprised, for she was used to all that, had accepted from the beginning that they did not like her and would never forgive her for marrying Ben. Joe had said at once that the donkey's name was his idea. Joe, honest and fierce in Ruth's defence. Joe, the youngest, the cleverest one. But it had made no difference. Nothing would ever make any difference. There had been days during these months since the spring when she had thought of letting the donkey go, selling it, after Ben's death, she had paid no attention to it, only stared, as she had stared at everything else without interest, as it lumbered about the meadow, grazing. It had missed her, missed the attention it had grown used to in its new life here. There had been mornings when it had come up to the fence and peered towards the house, lifted up its head and brayed. When Joe came to see her, which had been almost every day, he would go down to the meadow, refill the water bucket, talk to the animal, so that it did not feel, as Ruth felt, 
completely bereft, completely alone. Now, as she heard it down in the darkness ahead, she thought again, should I keep it? Why do I keep it? And knew why. Because it was hers, and Ben had bought it. It was part of the old life. And now she no longer wanted everything which reminded her of that to be done away with. Besides, she liked the donkey. Liked to see its ungainly grey body and odd legs. It comforted her. As the hens were a comfort. She would not like to look down towards the meadow and see it empty now. The apple trees grew so close together, the path between them was so narrow that always at night she put a hand out in front of her, feeling her way like someone blind, to ward off the down-hanging branches. Now as she reached out, she tripped off the edge of the tussocky grass path onto the soil.